This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. World Economic Forum said uh, in their women, <clears throat> women's annual women's report, uh, on the gender gap that women lost 36 years of progress in 2020. And I know it's just absurd. And the crazy thing is that it was going to take us something like 90 something years to reach gender equity as it was. So now we've added another 36 years to that. So, you know, looking at global gender equity is going to take us about another 135 years. Welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast, where driven women in business learn how to become more bold, brave, and unwaveringly confident, feel empowered, and challenged through inspiring stories and tell it like it is advice for business, life, and leadership. Welcome or welcome back to the Bombshell Business Podcast. I'm your host, Amber Hurdle. Thank you so much for taking your time to spend with me and my fabulous guest today. I'm a little extra excited about this conversation because I was having a conversation that aligned with this with another amazing bombshell last night. And, um, and so when, when I was looking over my day for today, I was like, oh, this is going to be so good. And I think that this is, it can be a sensitive topic. Um, and maybe it can even be a topic where you just don't know what you don't know. And so I hope that today what we'll do is empower you with information and provide resources um, through my beautiful guest. And, um, and you can figure out how this, what this means in your world and how you can make an impact in your own, um, in your own neck of the woods. So let me tell you about our guest. Jane Finette is the founder and executive director of the coaching fellowship, a nonprofit organization dedicated to the development of young women leaders in social and environmental change. A seasoned leadership expert, Jane has dedicated her life to achieving equality for women, empowering them to create impact and build the world of tomorrow today. Welcome to the show, Jane. Thank you so much, Amber. It's wonderful to be here with you in conversation. So just reading your bio, I have a good girl crush on you. You do, you do such important work for, for us. And of course, um, you know, I redefine, redefine the term bombshell to make bold, brave, unwaveringly confident woman, because to me, I don't think that women turn heads when they walk in a room because they're strikingly beautiful. I think that we turn heads when we walk in with a refreshing confidence and we know who we are and we're standing in our personal power. That's something everybody wants a piece of. And it sounds like you are starting this early with younger female leaders. So I kind of want to get started in a topic that is um, maybe not as understood, but needs to be talked about. So you have some startling statistics about the impact that COVID had on women in 2020. Mm -hmm. Can you just unpack that for a little bit? Yeah, thanks, Amber. And yeah, I'm uh, sorry to start the show like this because they are some pretty, <laughs> as you said, pretty Debbie Downer kind of statistics here. So yeah, so the World Economic Forum said uh, in their women, <clears throat> women's annual women's report uh, on the gender gap that women lost 36 years of progress 
in 2020. And I know it's just absurd. And the crazy thing is that it was going to take us something like 90 something years to reach gender equity as it was. So now we've added another 36 years to that. So, you know, looking at global gender equity is going to take us about another 135 years. Um, so, uh, and why is that? Well, because um, you also look at the statistics today. So 2022, there are now less women in the American workforce than there were 30 years ago. Uh, directly, of course, due to the pandemic. Um, we're looking at women being employed more in the consumer service sector. Of mm -hmm. course, they were some of the first jobs to go. So we're looking in retail and hospitality, mm -hmm. shops, cafes, you know, these kinds of uh, roles were those that, um, that went first. Uh, and now we see women getting hired, they're going back, uh, but the, uh, the positions, uh, they're not going back to the same level and they're certainly not going back to the same amount of money that they were earning. You couple that with the lack of childcare, the lack of affordable childcare. Right. Um, it's not that women want to stop working. It's also not that their partners at home want them to stop working, but it just makes the most economic sense when women earn 82 cents on the dollar and their husbands have much. It just makes good family sense, mm -hmm. you know, um, and uh, gosh, do I wish it wasn't so? Of course, but um, it's, uh, it is the reality and it is for me why we need to not only, uh, I mean, you know, I'm all about gender equity, but quite frankly, Amber, I think I've got to the point where I'm like, you know, kind of gender equity be damned. It's more, how do we actually leapfrog that? How do we actually move beyond equity? Because um, we're clearly not going to get there anytime soon. So we need to reinvent the systems that work for everybody. Mm, I love that so much. So what... I mean, there's, there's things that women can do to, and I don't even want to use the word combat. That's what came to my mind first, but, um, I can feel like that though. I think, does. you know, like, cause we're always on the back foot. So you're always having to push forward and, you know, go the extra mile. So yeah, I can feel like that. Yeah. It's so maybe well, we'll use that word then how can women, and then we'll move on to our male allies, which are plenty. So bombshell boys, we see you. We're grateful for you. We love that you have our backs and that you care about equity as much as we do. Um, it does not, it does not take uh, the female chromosomes to be a feminist. It's anybody who wants gender equity, anybody who wants females to have the same opportunities as males. It doesn't mean we're equal. It means Equity is different than equality, right? I mean, true. Yes. Yeah. yes. So I'm let's start with the women. What do we need to do? What can we do to knock a dent in this challenge? Yeah. Um, well, I think, you know, that's is part of what I'm really passionate about is, I mean, we're like 110 years since we got the vote, right? And we're <laughs> still working on this. Like, what the heck? Um, so, and I honestly believe that this will only change when women, when we do actually take these actions into our own hands. And um, I spent a lot of time in 2020 uh, researching this, doing my own kind of due diligence on what are the things that we can do. And also looking back through my own career, looking at, you know, was it some big introduction that someone made? What, like, was it some stellar piece of advice? And you know, they're sure there were sort of like things like that along the way, but really it was always in the quieter moments where a female, uh, whether it was a, just a dear friend or work colleague had said something to me, which made the difference for me, you know, staying and in, staying involved, not checking out and so on. So 
the things that I think about are uh, some the things that we can all do. Um, so the first one that I would say is just just say yes. So what can you do to help another sister? Just say yes. And um, like I think we say yes a lot. Don't get me wrong. Almost we need to say no more often. Um, but you know how it is. Women find it so hard to ask for help. Mm-hmm. So when we finally get, so that's a whole different thing, by the way, as well. So yeah, yeah, there's a whole other episode. Um, so um, <laughs> when you do, when we do, someone's asked you for help, please try to help them because you know that have gone through seven shades of hell to get to, you know, the point where they're like, please, can you make this introduction? Please, do you have thirty minutes to chuck me off the ledge on my performance review? You know, please, can you um, uh, unpack something with me? Hear me out, whatever it is. Please, just say yes. And I've said, uh, someone gave me this pearl of wisdom, which is like not rocket science again, right? But um, and it really struck me as uh, this is something. You know, I feel like I'm helping women all the time. But when I went back and went through it, I realized I wasn't actually. I wasn't doing it as much as I could. And so I've been really diligent with, you know, every week trying to look at what else am I saying yes to for another system, knowing that it would make a significant difference for that particular person. And that does something. I think it shifts in you, too, that you do realize your actions are having a positive impact on someone else. It's not just, oh, I'll do this thing, like really drink that in and appreciate it for yourself as well, that you are helping create this change. You're accountable. you certainly are. Um, maybe one other example for move on to our male allies. Um, I'm also a big proponent of something I call send the elevator down, yes. which is, you know, like you've, if you've gotten to a position of power and influence, and that doesn't mean you're the CEO or a vice president, but some little bit of a step higher than someone else, then you do have some more influence and uh, potential for for. For power and change. Um, so it is, I believe, our responsibility to help someone else come through because it shouldn't have been that hard for us, but we've right. made it. And maybe someone helped us, but maybe someone didn't. And we did all that on our own. So can we smooth the path for someone else? Um, that was so uh, modeled for me. I know so many women. Yeah, have- tell me they have like these horror stories of like their female bosses that like kept them down. And I'm like, I never had that experience. I am also really good at um, interviewing my bosses and picking them. So, <laughs> but I, I mean, I just like my first, my first mentor, um, Peggy Keel, who owned sports village, she taught me about self-awareness. She was the first person to give me a personality assessment to recommend books, you know, that sort of thing. I had um, Teresa DeLeo with Gaylord hotels. She just blew off I mean, she just opened up. She's like, here, you need to be around senior leadership literally all the time. And so I had direct access to people that I wouldn't otherwise, if she didn't trust me to have that. And that, that grew me so much and honestly made me, I mean, I've dealt with the C-suite a lot, but it, it did position me to do my job better. Now, Marty Horn at UGA, another amazing woman that was just like, I trust you. I'm going to trust Mm -hmm. you to have access. You can leapfrog me to get that access. You don't have to go through me because I'm not protective because I believe in you. And by the way, anytime I asked her for advice or like needed guidance, she was right there mentoring me. And those are all like, those are three of many examples that I can give of how women sent the elevator down for me. So important. Thank you for sharing. It's beautiful. And you know, I know that there are these archetypes of, 
um, you know, women not helping women. Uh, Madeleine Albright, who passed obviously <laughs> just a couple of months ago, said this is a special place in hell for women Absolutely. who don't help other women. And I know it exists, and I do hear these stories too, but they are so few and far between. And I feel like it's from a bygone age where women were the only, and they had to take on the leadership attributes of their male colleagues. And, uh, and you know, so they, they had had to fight so hard to get where they were that, yeah, it was kind of hard to imagine bringing other people up. Because they might get the token female spot and you lose it. Yeah, well, who? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody wants that. Um, and now there are so many more examples. And yes, we need, we need even more. But women can bring more of their full selves, their authentic leadership, and show uh, all, you know, our male colleagues as well that there are different ways to lead. And I do believe that women create virtuous circles. Um, you know, we... When we help one other woman, we're helping so many more people as part of that that cycle. Um, I'm always saying, I you know, steal it from the Cartier Women's Adif- uh, Initiative when they say, you know, when women thrive, humanity fr- thrives. And it is true. Mm. When you help one woman, she's going to give back. She's going to help her community, her family, and everyone around her also rise. If you would just be able to give her an opportunity to do that. Yeah, the the feminine energy is so extraordinarily powerful in a very different way. And when you're thinking about like the um that that limitless creativity, that ability to um see beyond just like the next to do and to have like this big beautiful um pathway of getting there and then you bring in that masculine energy of like, you know, cutting through the forest because the female energy gave the compass of like let's just cut the path that we need. Let's not chop down the whole forest. And when you have both those working together, like it's magic. But you can't just have the GSD male energy all the time or you're not going to you're not going to reach your potential as a company. Absolutely. And likewise the other way. Right? Absolutely, yeah. There's a both end, and and you're so right. I mean, wow, the potential that we have. And we've got some pretty damn big problems in the world right now. We need everybody working on these. We need the best of our hearts and brains and uh, all of us to to make this better for, for the whole planet. Yeah. We say um, at Amber Hurdle Consulting that we see and support women um, for who they are and who they can become, uh, not to the exclusion of men, but to the benefit of all, because it's not about us versus them. It's just about inclusion and equity so that we all have a seat at the table and that that dinner party is way more rocking than just having the same face over and over again. (laughs) Sure is. It sure is. It's so beautiful. I love that. Thank you for sharing with me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, What, what can our guys do? (laughs) Yeah. What can they do? A lot. Amazing men who are just we do. utterly shocked at what we contend with as women. And I mean, we're, we're not even, we can get into all the things, but you know, talking about equity today um, and they want to help. So what can they do? They do. No, they do. And I, uh, and, and it, it's going to take all of us, you know, I think, I mean, particularly for women in the, in the workplace, I think one of the, the biggest things that men can do, well, there's two things. Uh, one, which is very well known, I think now, which is not just to be a mentor to women, but to be a sponsor. Yes. And the difference of that being uh, to take an act 
active role in shepherding this woman throughout her career. So if there's a promotion potential, you as a, a as a male ally, making sure this woman is in the mix, making sure you would make a recommendation for, Advocate her, for her, taking absolutely. So, um, so that, you know, that's been talked about, I know, for, for some time. I think the other one in the workplace, again, uh, which um, men do just a tremendous job at is access to network. Mm-hmm. You know, the women, we are not that great at networking. We are brilliant at building community, mm-hmm. uh, but we're not great at building weak ties. Um, and this is what will help us get that next job, take that next partnership opportunity for your organization. Um, we, you know, we just see it a little differently. I think women can feel a little bit like, ooh, that feels transactional and I don't feel mm. comfortable networking. Um, and so, so you're saying uh, that we hold ourselves back because we want to we want to go deep. We want to have more substantial yeah, relationships. Better, yeah. So the superficial and so, feels icky. It does. And yet I think if we could help reframe that that is still building community, uh, that would help. We're not really taught that how important a network is when we know that 85% of jobs are filled by someone you know in your network. So also people who have a larger network will earn more money, will have a higher promotion level. So that directly correlates to the size of your network. Mm -hmm. So what gentlemen can do in our, in our world is please make some intros for us. um, And still why this is important. Remind us, you know, even if you have one 30 minute virtual coffee meeting a year, a week, sorry, one week in the year, um, that's 50 new people. Right. That you're meeting. And every time you meet someone, you ask them, Hey, who else do you think I should be meeting? I'd love, you know, I'm trying to meet new, new people, um, would love, who else do you think would be good for me to talk, talk with? But if, if guys can help us get those first initial meetings, mm-hmm. uh, and instill that importance, I think this is, this is something that we, uh, that we need to work harder at. I think that's women. It's so interesting that you say that I've, I've actually never even thought about that before. And I know I have a lot of male energy in me, but like, I love to, I love networking um, (laughs) because I'm just like, it's not like that for all of us, you know, (laughs) I just like learning about people. I I like understanding, you know, and then also I like being a resource and maybe this is a way that we can reframe it for the women who don't. If I know more people, then I can be a resource to all these people I already know and love because I have yeah. people that I can be like, oh yeah, you should talk to so-and-so because yeah. they can help you. Like maybe Absolutely. that's a different, that's how I perceive it anyways. I think that's fabulous. And I, uh, thank you. I, I'll, I'll borrow that if I might Absolutely. <laughs> down the line. That's so great. Um, you know, I've also heard that, um, you know, that there's a lot of confidence, self-confidence kind of mm-hmm. issues with us as women. And sometimes we feel like we don't have anything to offer. So some, you know, when it comes to networking, it can feel like that there's a different, a difference in power dynamics, Mm -hmm. like, oh, maybe I'm a little bit more junior to you. And so what do I have to offer you? And so instead of just going anyway, we'll just decline, you know, we won't do it. Um, So thinking that we don't, um, we're not equal to, or we don't have something which is going to be useful to that person. And, you know, I would say, um, let them decide, you know, still take the meeting and who knows, who knows what nugget you will give them um, in terms of wisdom of your, you know, the newness, your own curiosity, something you've heard on the radio this morning, you know, all of these things. Um, Who knows where the conversation will go. I love what you said about bringing the, the curiosity and then, 
collecting <laughs> the yeah. resources to help someone else down the yeah. line. That's so, that's fabulous. Really. Well, and, and, you know, I get the whole rank or junior type thing, or, you know, uh, this person's a VP and I'm not even a director yet. Mm. Like I, I get that, but, um, you know, when we stand in our personal power and we understand our distinct value as just a human being, then you always have something to offer. It doesn't matter if they're a celebrity, if they are the janitor, if they are, I mean, it doesn't matter because it's, we all are humans having a human experience, exchanging energy all the time. And you have something to offer this world period, end of discussion, no matter your title rank or whatever. Um, so if I could just stand on my soapbox real quick, can you touch on, yeah. because this is another thing that, um, I, I feel like is a challenge, um, and it keeps women from equity and it's something that just astonishes our male al- allies because they would never dream of behaving in this way. But when a woman does put herself out there or we network, or we start to create connection with somebody of the opposite sex. And I'm not saying it doesn't happen like women to women or whatever, but this is just my experience and I'm heterosexual and identify as a woman. So, um, when, when men and a lot of them turn your interest in business into, uh, romantic, sexual, you know, anything like that. And then you start to get weird text messages and funky emails. And it's like, that's not what I was going for, but thanks. Move along. That keeps women. I mean, I'm just going to tell them like, you know, get in line or I bet you want to be with me, but guess what? You can't. So, um, like that's, I just handle them chop, chop with my velvet machete. Most women just want to back away and then not deal with it. What are your thoughts on that? Um, that's complicated. It is. Sorry to say, yeah. Um, and it's been a long time since I've, I've personally had those things. I've had it online, mm-hmm. but I haven't had it uh, like physically. Um, LinkedIn maybe is that's not my, a dating app, gentlemen. My, no, no, that's right. Please, I was just about to go there. <laughs> Thank you for calling it. Um, you know, and I think maybe it's my age now. Uh, not, people aren't so interested. Um, but it, I mean, I particularly hear it. We work with a lot of social impact entrepreneurs, well, entrepreneurs and social impact entrepreneurs. These women are even getting it when they're pitching their companies oh, for, yeah. you know, for VC yeah. money. I mean, this is unbelievable. Um, and thinking that it's, you know, important to wine and dine people when they don't really have any interest in funding the company at all. They just want to, to take the, the founder out. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I am, I'm struggling Amber because I'm, I'm like you, I think now I'm in my full power. I shut it down, but there's a lot of, uh, unfortunate, our, our younger women who, um, you know, that who had these guys have power over them and they, you know, are being bent and twisted into situations that they, should never have been put into. Uh, and I think that takes all of us. That is also our male allies, like shutting down mm-hmm. uh, any kind of talk, behavior. Yeah, um, even when we're not in the room. Them, absolutely. You know, that this is inappropriate. Um, uh, so w- unfortunately, it's, you know, it's systemic and it's going to take a while to get get rid of this for sure. But it, it's not going to happen unless our male allies help us as well. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I, I almost like want to do a blog post on what to say when, I mean, I like, so here, yeah, ladies just listen because I'm, I mean, like I will literally say something like, yeah, I don't have time to figure out all of your childhood wounds. Can we just get back to business? Cause I'm not into romance. Like that's just like, you just have to. And I, and I think that um, the, the large majority of men who do this um, and I hate, I'm sorry, I don't mean to get on a, on a sidebar here, but it just is coming out of me. So I think um, most men are going to put the bait out and see if you take it. And so if you just shut it down, then they're like, oh, she's not going to play. Okay. Back to business. Like it's really not even a, a long-term challenge. So you're, you're the one in power. <laughs> you're the one in power. And maybe they tell you they're not going to fund you, or maybe they tell you they're not going to open your door, but then you don't want that energy anyway. You so don't go, go move over to somebody else who's worthy of your breathing space. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, thanks Amber. Right on. Yep. Can you just, um, talk to us a little bit more about what your 501c3 does. Like, why did you start it? What's the work yeah. that you do? How do people get involved? That sort of thing. Hey, thank you. Thanks for letting me share a little bit about that. I, well, you know, my career, um, I've had done a lot of different things in my career when I'm always saying, you know, when you look at my resume, I look like I'm six different people. So, um, make of <laughs> that what you will. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I have a big capacity. Um, so, um, but I spent the majority of my career in consumer technology. I was at Mozilla, folks, that folks behind the, the Firefox web browser for a long wow. time. I was at eBay in the late 90s uh, when things started to take off uh, like a rocket ship. So, um, you know, these were always my, you know, the roles that I've done. So starting this nonprofit eight years ago um, was a really big departure for me uh, into the nonprofit world. And why I founded it was because I got access to coaching and leadership development when I had already made it. So I was already part of the executive team at Mozilla. And then it was like, ta-da, you get access to all of this stuff, like leadership development and an executive coach on the side and all this. And I was like, holy moly. Or is this 10 years this? ago? What? <laughs> like, I didn't even know what a coach was. I had no idea about any of this. And uh, it really changed everything for me. It changed. I had, you know, always thought of myself as being very, you know, sort of like a uh, self-aware person, you know, being thoughtful about decisions I'm making. I had never really spent that much time going so deeply on my values, like what do I, what am I here to do in this lifetime? What motivates me? What's getting in my way? What is this, you know, the story I keep telling myself, which is self-limiting, all of these things where, I mean, I was like a, I was the person I was supposed to be at the end of this, these, um, uh, well, about a year's worth of leadership development. And I decided that I, first of all, was enamored with coaching, wanted to get trained as a coach. A lot of people do. Yeah. And I, I discovered very quickly, actually, that I am not a coach. What I am good at is building distributed systems. So that's what I've done my whole career. So decentralized distributed systems. So I thought, huh, what if I do this with access to coaching for young women leaders in the social environmental change space. So, I mean, we know that if you work at Facebook or Google and you're 25 years old as a woman, you're not gonna get access to this either, by the way. But certainly if you work at UNICEF or the Red Cross, or you know you're working with, like we do with women who are working with indigenous populations in the Amazon or rehabbing child soldiers in Sierra Leone or their inner city community workers in Detroit, you're not getting access to leadership development. All of the money in your nonprofit is going to support 
the 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 cause the thing that you are so most passionate about and we you know we and we want you to do more of that but we also know that when we can increase your leadership capabilities we're going to increase your capacity for impact and and social environmental change so yes yeah, so that's what we've been doing for eight years we've now put about 1500 young women leaders through the program they're 25 to 35 years old they've come from more than 80 countries i'm really proud to say and um yeah as i said there were a few examples of the kinds of women that we that we work with um and we have about 220 volunteer coaches and more than 30 countries so we literally could not do it without their help um wow. we, but, and we're a non-profit hun because coaching is is expensive it's difficult you know there isn't there isn't the funding to provide leadership development to uh, women who work in nonprofits you know and yet these are the women that we expect to fundraise their own salary to solve humanity's global grand layered yeah no right on right and 75 percent of people that work in the impact space are women so I'm really passionate and I love what you said actually when we first started talking about you know and us being in our full power and starting as early as possible and I do believe this when women get an opportunity to just take a hot minute to really work on their inside out game mm -hmm. like, yes we have systemic bias we have a lot of rules and laws to be changed but a lot of unpacking what we who we are as women and being able to stand as boldly as we can in our full power like that every woman should have that opportunity to, to just start her life with yeah and you know when you look at the the types of things whether it's mentorship or funding i mean there's all these things that are a little bit harder for women to have access to than men because men you know they 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 golf together or they you yes. know they don't rush to the daycare to pick up the kid by six o'clock so they can have cocktails after you know work or whatever um and yeah. i'm not saying that men don't rush to I'm, I'm not trying to generalize but by and large mm, but there's mm -hmm, exactly typical. Right. um and and um and that mentorship piece is it just naturally happens and i think the thing that really concerns me about these hybrid environments or these, you know, we're all going virtual. We sold the building like, great. I'm so glad that there's this flexibility, but I think women are even more so at a disadvantage because the, just the mentorship through osmosis that they would get on property where they would hear somebody else like rock a sales call. And then they could kibitz about it afterwards. Like, Oh wait, when, I never thought about saying it that way. Or just, you know, the, the water cooler conversation of like, Oh, Hey Bob, I wanted to catch you real quick. Can you, you know, can you really back me up in the meeting? I want to get this done. And I feel like if you brought your uh, thought leadership to it, that, you know, everybody else will buy in now it's all like, what are you going to do? Like put that on Slack like that feels so cold and unlikely for a woman who is more about that community and connection and not being yeah. transactional. It's, yeah. it's more of like a casual conversation versus a, Hey, can we, can we zoom real quick so I could talk to you about something? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to take a, a more effort. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, for me, it kind of, uh, I, what I, you know, say to, to this is that for me, uh, women, uh, it would be good to double down on the women in your circle at work yeah so we know that women are going to be two and a half times more successful if they have a strong group of women around them mm -hmm. and so even though as you're saying i know whether that is bob in the water cooler conversation like that doesn't necessarily help you and by having a small circle of women that you that you do actually feel comfortable saying 
you know, slacking them and saying, hey, can you've got 10 minutes, I just need to run something by you, mm-hmm. um, that will feel more inclined and that it's possible to do that. And it's not such a, oh my God, I, you know, I can't disturb them or I shouldn't do that. And um, that, that we can get our ear a little closer to the ground. We have more of a panorama of what's happening uh, within the organization. Um, and, and you're right, this is, it's, it's a massive shift. And women, unfortunately, at this point in time are definitely still on the, on the receiving aid of this not, yeah, yeah, not being for them. Yeah. yeah. And, and the guys aren't putting the girls in the group text. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, there's just, it's so it's layered and I'm, you know, I, for those of you who are listening, you're like, what are you even talking about? Amber, just understand that Jane and I, we, we canvass a lot of ground in the work that we do. And we interact with a lot of different companies and a lot of different people. And we see things from a lot of different angles. And so sometimes, you know, we might say something that might not be your experience, but that doesn't mean here's what what I want to say, just because it's not your problem. Doesn't mean it's not a problem. So um, the work that you're doing is just really, really extraordinary. And the end result of, um, the type of work that the women that you're coaching and mentoring, you know, let, let's talk about that a little bit. Like, can you give some examples of we are, we're, we're providing coaching, self-awareness, elevation, leadership, all of this to these women so that they can tell us about some of like the organizations that just come to mind and the impact that they have in the world. Yeah, gosh. And I'm so proud of them. I, I sound like a, I'm not a mom. I have to tell you that's why I have. Two it sounds like you're a mom to many, if but, you ask me. But I feel like they're all my daughters. I do. I'm so protective of them. Um, well, and I, let me, a small insight. So when I first started the, the program, um, 85% of the applicants would say, well, you know, we'd ask them, what do you want to work on with coach? What do you want to work on with your coach? Like, well, how would life be different if you got everything you wanted from coaching? Mm. And 85% of the time they would say, I want to work on confidence. And it would just crush me uh, because there are some of the most extraordinary young women leaders. When I first started the program, we focused on, um, well, we, you were, women would apply and we would, uh, it's an application process, we would select them based on the scope and the scale of impact. So what that meant was you had to be touching hundreds or touching, saving hundreds of thousands of lives to get in the program. Um, so in the early days, you know, we had the co-founder of the Malala Fund, uh, uh, who was one of our fellows. We had, um, uh, Kat, uh, well, goodness, I'm getting her name right now, but the, the founder of The Muse. Um, uh, and uh, so, you know, that's a massive um, job network now, Catherine Minshore. Um, so they were extraordinary young women leaders touching millions of lives. Wow. Uh, and then we realized very quickly, Amber, that, um, you know, we were, what I had done was ultimately build an exclusive program. So you had to have already made it just like I did at Mozilla before I got access to coaching and leadership development. So I was like, no, 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 no. We can't do working. this. <laughs> We're like, this is silly. So now we, um, so we also continue to work with change makers of that level. Um, and we also look at high potential young women leaders and impact. And so what that also did was allow a whole uh, band of the most extraordinary uh, young women who are, I would say have actually more to give and more to learn and are even more hungry, you know, to, to experience this gift of, um, of their self-awareness and confidence building. Um, I might give you an example. We worked with uh, a young woman leader out of uh, Rwanda. She works for a uh, solar 
uh, nonprofit. So uh, working on the last mile, trying to get solar power into rural villages in Rwanda. Um, and uh, renewable energy also just is absolutely so important. No, it's a, another. Other, <laughs> yeah, we got three <laughs> podcast episodes to do now. <laughs> we do. Um, there'll be a, it's a series. <laughs> and, um, uh, and so her executive director actually um, got, I think they got another job. Um, so they, they were leaving. And um, she, uh, this was during coaching uh for her she was a part of our program and um so she decided uh because she had been working on her confidence to apply to be the um you know sort of like temporary executive director for the organization and um they they picked her which was great so she always said at the time oh well you know this was this was amazing. I would have never done that, you know, if I wasn't working with my coach. And then I caught up with her about a year ago. So she has now, they chose her to be the executive director. She went on and hired like another 30 people. So she's running one of the uh, like most successful uh, last mile solar energy companies out of um, rural Rwanda and uh, credits what, you know, what she was able to work on with her coach to get her to this position. Now for me, you know, when we talk about coaching, it's, it's not about advice giving. It is yeah. all about helping that person, uh, you know, find the answers for themselves because right. they already have them. It's all just sometimes, you. yeah, you just need someone to walk alongside you just for a little while to help you see what you can't see for yourself, you know? So she had all of that within her. And I just, you know, I hear lots of stories, which are similar to this, whether, um, it's it is we, we doubt ourselves we know that women are hired on what have you done so far in your career rather than men being hired for what is the potential you could give to this role and so we're we're very linear in our thinking so i love that our coaches uh, are able to really be that mirror for an individual and let her um, sell her potential, sell everything that she's uh, that she's got to go make a difference because these are impactful jobs. This is about saving lives, ultimately, and saving oh, the planet. That's yeah. so, and, yeah, and, to, and to empower them to step into their full um, presence in order to do that is, is the the uh, rippling effect of that is is extraordinary. And you know the the reality is, and I think episode. Um, 102 or 104 is in the early hundreds. Um, we did a whole episode on why women are less confident because we are like just genetically wired differently. Our hormones are different. And so we, um, I, I don't want to say our bodies are working against us because they never are. Everything's always working in our favor, but we just, we have to practice confidence. Like you would practice tennis or practice whatever you want to get good at, because it's, it's just not like some of us have a little more than others naturally just by personality, but it, it is that coach watching, walking alongside somebody that helps them identify for themselves, the greatness that they have to offer. And, and that's such a beautiful thing. Um, before I do my final question with you, I yes. do want to ask, um, how, how do women apply for this? And then how do women who maybe don't work in that or don't need this right now, how can they give to make sure that this work continues? 
Oh, thank you for uh, asking me the question, letting me share. So we run two very big fellowship programs a year for Coach Fellowship. So two times a year, uh, you can apply to become part of the program. So if you're a young woman leader in social change, uh, environmental change, or if you know someone, <laughs> please let them know um, that we run this program. Uh, applications open again in June, and then they would open again in October. Um, so there are kind of two periods in the year. And uh, our website, uh, or if you were to search for on Google for the Coaching Fellowship, you'd, you'd find us, uh, but also our URL is four letters, tcfs.org. So super easy. And we'll make sure we put tcfs.org. We'll put that in the show notes so that, you know, you just go over to amberhurdle.com forward slash podcast, look for this episode, and then we'll, we'll make sure that you have that, or it'll be on your Apple or whatever you listen to as well. Thank you. And if you're interested in helping, and if you happen to be a, a, an ICF executive coach, um, you know, we'd, we'd, we're always looking for volunteers and we'd be so uh, just amazingly uh, delighted to hear from you. Uh, again, same uh, URL and you can apply to become a coach uh, at Coach Fellowship. And then um, this is my shameless plug for money because women always need to Take actually talk about money. Right. Um, so <laughs> if you're motivated by what we do and um, you know, also believe that young women leaders uh, paving the way in social change is part of the answer of solving our global grand challenges and helping them to be able to do more, also not burn out and quit, you know, because they're more inclined to, um, that the work, and you're, you know, interested in the work that we're doing, um, making a donation, um, giving us a gift, um, of your hard-earned cash would be, uh, so, so gratefully appreciated. We're just a small nonprofit, but we are uh, definitely doing great work and, uh, we have a lot more that we want to do. Small, but mighty, which is a lot of how females <laughs> flow through this world. <laughs> it's um, the truth. Yes. Well, I think it's amazing. It's beautiful. And, you know, as a former fundraiser myself, I just want to reiterate that I'll, I'll say the cliche, every gift matters, no matter the size. So, I mean, if you have $20 to give that adds up with 200 other people giving $20, that's a, a significant amount. So, um, every, every little bit helps. Um, so we know, okay, we know where to find you online, tcfs.org. You also have an Instagram, um, and Twitter and LinkedIn. We were going to put all of that in the show notes. I always encourage people to connect on LinkedIn because we're business Please, women. I love that. Absolutely. But yeah. Just to... let me know where you heard us and I'd love to Please. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Best practice. When you invite people, put a little note so that they know why you're trying to connect with them. So make sure that you, you tell her that she, you heard her on the bombshell business podcast. And, um, and so before we part ways, I always like to ask all of my guests, what is that parting piece of advice that you want to give to a bombshell businesswoman, a woman who wants to continue to grow as a bold, brave, unwaveringly confident woman in business? I, I, this might be a surprise to you, but I really think that the practice of self-compassion mm. and self-kindness mm -hmm. is the answer to so much for women. Mm -hmm. We are beating ourselves up, not giving us a chance. And um, to treat ourselves like we would a dear friend, a dear colleague or dear family member, and that voice that narrates, you know, what we should do, shouldn't do, what we've done, what we did wrong, where... A thousand different things um, by giving us the same grace and love 
Um, when we move forward in this world, I think will keep us coming back stronger and more in our authentic power. And uh, I'm really bringing to this life everything that we want to bring it. Um, and we are most deserving. So yeah, practice a little self-kindness every day. There couldn't be a more powerful way to end this marvelous conversation that we had today. Thank you, Jane, for being on the show and, and sharing what you're doing in the world and, um, and for being a bombshell yourself. Thank you. Thank you so much, Amber. Well, bombshell, where do we go from here? First of all, go check out the website, make sure that you connect with Jane. Um, let us know to, um, you know, email me at info at amberhurdle.com. As always, it might take me just a hot minute to get to everybody, but I do answer everybody. I promise or DM me on whatever social media channel you connect with me on and, and give me feedback. Let, let me know what you got out of this um, conversation. I always like to get back with our guests and, and give them that, um, that, that feedback as well so that they know that um, going out into the world and sharing their story is, is impacting lives as well. Um, and of course, always, if you feel so compelled, make sure that you leave us a rating and review either on Apple podcasts or wherever your favorite podcast listening app is, or if you're watching on YouTube, hit that like button and subscribe because that enables us to like mess with all of the um, logarithms and get in front of more women who need to hear these brilliant people like Jane. So if you will do those things for us, we will continue to publish this podcast in your favor and for your benefit. And I will see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Bombshell Business Podcast. Visit amberhurdle.com for more resources like show notes and check out the bombshellbusinesswoman.com to grab my book and download the free bonuses.